Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Check out the homegrownpreschooler.com. They have a great new curriculum called A Summer of Playing Skillfully. All right, here we are. Um, This is going to be an interesting one. I love it. So a couple days ago, I got a Facebook message message from one of my girls, uh, one of my Montez girls. I call them my girls. If you ever hear me, I call them all my girls. Um, (laughs) Their mama differs, I'm sure, but she knows what I mean. I'm fine. I love these girls. They're ladies now. They're growing up into women. I'm going to call them girls forever. Do not still call my sister my baby sister, and she's like almost 42. So (laughs) We still call Uh, our 12-year-old the baby. Yeah, the baby. Maybe I do too with Henry. And I'm like, ugh. Anyway, so you, Kaylee Montes, got a Facebook message from you. And she's like, Aunt Kathy, can we talk about this? Or no, she said, you need to podcast about this. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So I read the article. And yeah, I agreed there needed to be a podcast about it. But then I said, come on, Kaylee, you got to talk about it with me. Because it obviously struck a nerve with you. And then we grabbed Christy because we all know Christy has stuff to say. Sometimes too much. Sometimes too much. So this is probably going to be one that you are going to think about. You might agree with us. You might not agree with us. And look, that's okay. Both are fine to agree or disagree. But um, after I read it, I agreed with Kaylee. We need to talk about it because what I would hate to see is that someone would read this Facebook message and they would take that as gospel and they would then change their life or do what I was going to tell you before we turned on the mic. What I was going to say is that can you imagine some girl whose dream is to have a great guy, but yet they haven't followed these rules? And I'll share what the rules are in a second. They, they didn't follow these rules. They're devastated. Right. And there's no redemption. And shame and guilt done mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. because of this one Facebook post. So what this was, or blog, it was, um, you might have seen it. It was the girl's picture of saying that what men really want were tattoo-less debtless virgins and that's what that's what the best thing was to offer a dude you know if you got that man that guy was going to be winning the prize if he got a girl without tattoos without debt and it was a virgin and I read it and then I read all the comments and goodness there were lots of comments supporting going yes keep girls at home don't let them go to college because that's the way to keep them without tattoos without having sex and out of debt oh it it did just send me kind of into a little bit of a yeah. frustrated moment but what what did it do for you Kaylee when you first read it well I think it was really hard for me just because there I have made a lot of different choices in my life you know the, before I really knew the Lord and you know reading that article I'm like wow I'm a little bit in debt because of college which has grown me so much as a person and has prepared me so much for the real world that I would never trade that for anything um, but I am a little bit in debt not much and I know there's so many that are significantly in debt because of college, but, you know, in order to contribute to society, they they need to go to college. Um, and, you know, other choices I've made um, that, you know, if this is the only way, totally counts me out of finding a really godly man. Right. And so at the beginning, I just kind of was infuriated because I I was reading it through like a mindset of anger. And I was like, okay, let's take a step back. 
let's let's breathe yeah and let's read it again and so I read it again and there was a couple things that she said um, that I agreed with a little bit more um, but overall I found the article very legalistic rigid and dogmatic and very ungrace driven which is exactly what who Jesus is you know his whole ministry was about grace and you know connecting people to a relationship with Christ rather than focusing on the rules um, and so the article was just really difficult for me and it's actually going viral at my university right now um, and there's a significant number of students who agree with it and then there's a significant number of students that don't let's talk about why someone might agree with it and Chris jump in if you want okay. but why do you think you know people are drawn to this I think I think a lot of times um, rules are are comforting. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. They they're helpful to people who are afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. Or they're helpful. You know, it's it's hard it's hard for me to understand because living with such rigid stuff is hard. Well, I think too. You know, some people need a checklist. Yeah. Right? They just live right. better with the checklist. And they're like, okay, well, then Christian equals no tattoos. I can do that. Mm-hmm. It equals no sex. I can do that. Equals no, or whatever. But it gives them a way to then, in my opinion, raise them up. Mm-hmm. I, I then have met the standards of Christianity. Yeah. Then that must guarantee me a great guy. So what's going to happen to their faith if they don't end up getting a great guy? They've right. saved their self for marriage, and they're 45, and that mm-hmm. guy's not there. They didn't get a tattoo because that's what this blogger said, and they believe that to be true. And they say that they didn't go to college, and now they're 45, and they've lived with their parents all along, and now what do they do? Mm-hmm. Their parents are dead, yeah. and they have no way to make money because yeah. they're still waiting on their guy. Now, I know I'm being extreme in this, but it is something to think about. I mean, we are so quick to say hey give me a checklist yeah I can follow that checklist I think the checklist too I'm just kind of doing what I'm preparing for for this summer um I think that because I've really had to look into my own self when you're when you know anytime you're going to speak to people about something and I'm going to be speaking a few times this summer um you kind of have to take a step back and look at yourself and I had to look at myself and even my own walk and what was so comforting in taking such a polar extreme in everything and making things that were just the grays of scripture so black and white. And I think that when we do that, it makes it very easy to not really look at ourselves and to not really look at what are our feelings? What's driving us? Why did I react this way? What is the paradigm of what I believe and why do I believe that way? It's very easy for someone to say, do this and do it. And think that you've got it all under control when all the while you really are not having any growth. It's just you can follow someone's rules like a robot. And you know I did that. I mean, you know that's my story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I lived as goody two shoes as there was, right? I never had alcohol, never had sex. I mean, I was goody two shoes. And yet I would say that my walk with the Lord was pretty shallow. I right. was not stretched. I was not challenged. And I'm not saying that the only way you can be stretched or challenged is to go out and get a tattoo. That's not, don't misunderstand our heart here. I think what we all three agree on, and hopefully it'll make you think, is that 
it's again that outward, that outward, that outward thing you must do. Where Christ says over and over and over, it is about the heart. And it's the inward stuff that changes. And maybe you are convicted. Right. And we're not saying, you know, anything on your choices. But we are saying it is a personal relationship with the Lord. And it is a choice that you make for your life. Not because someone has said, in order to get a guy, you must do it this way. I agree. It's a heart issue. The whole thing is a heart issue. I mean, you know, with even with tattoos, it's like some people would give you scriptural things that they think dictate the fact that you don't get a tattoo. Well, I think that in some cases it's definitely a stretch of what they're using for scripture to do that. Um, I think that for many people, um, tattoos are an expression of their faith or an expression of to the world of here's where I've come from, here's where I'm at. And, and I can't imagine that Christ would be disappointed by someone expressing to the world the way that he has grown them and the things that he's put in their life to make them who they are. Because let's face it, every person is a unique person. And it's like the way you handle things, the way you process things, the way you express yourself is like artwork. I mean, nobody expresses themselves in the exact same way that someone else does. They can be faced with two of the same exact trials or the same exact things and they are going to express it in a different way or they're going to handle it or process it because our brains are all unique and our personalities are all unique. God made us that way for a purpose because each part of us is designed for a purpose, for a unique purpose. And we cannot tell someone else what their unique purpose is. Absolutely you can't. And you don't know when they're going to come to the Lord. And what happened before is what Kaylee said. Grace isn't taken completely out of the picture. Right. And I just can't imagine our girls have enough pressure on them right now, right. I feel like, with social media. And that you have to look a certain way already. Our young Christian girls. And and now we've said pretty much can't make any mistake. Even if you thought a tattoo was a mistake, right? right. I mean, you know, I didn't get tattoos till I was in my 40s, and I love my tattoos. I have right. to say, yeah. Fearless Grace is on my arm, and it's one of the greatest things right. I did for me That's right. um, to live out my faith. But if you're convicted about that, don't get one. But what if you did, and maybe even you regretted it? So they're saying you have to, what, go take it off first? Or what do you have to do in order to get this great guy? I just don't understand that. It really does... It does take away any mistake. And let's go to back to the heart of it. How many people, gosh, I get so frustrated, right? I get so, I do, I get frustrated. How many people have that perfect checklist and then you go see them and man, they are unkind. They are unkind. They are selfish. Mm -hmm. They are, but boy, those boxes are checked. They don't have a tattoo and they save themselves and they, Mm -hmm. you know, don't have Mm -hmm. debt. Mm -hmm. But then they don't have debt because they wouldn't share anything with their neighbor who was hurting. Right, right. Well, and I think, too, that um, we know that, that God, it's in, you know, it's in Proverbs where it talks about the, the, sl- the, the borrower is a slave to the lender. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is the Proverbs are principles. They're not laws. You know, so I'm not saying go out and spend all kinds of money getting debt because you're fulfilling, you know, you want to go out and buy six million dresses or whatever. Yeah. You know, you still can be a strong believer and do that, though. But do I think that there's consequences in doing that? Yeah. But you know what? It's not for us to say to someone else what their consequences are, you know? But it, I guess, but even bigger, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be worthy. Or, it comes or receive worthy, blessings. Right, of, a, of a great guy. Right. I just have such right. a hard time. And, and I mentioned to you before, you know, we went into it. We did go into a debt 
into debt adopting our kids. Right. We had to charge those on a credit right. card because thing ha- things happened out of our control, and we had to move to Guatemala, and it cost a lot of cash right. that we didn't have. So should we have abandoned our child to not? Right. And, and I'm sure this lady is, would say, I wasn't saying that, I, but but what what are you saying? Right. What right. are you saying? These are the only approved and the only approved way is to do things. And I think I think it was really hard because as I read the article a little bit further, um, she talks a lot about how girls who go to college learn the wrong way to act their yes. Christianity yeah, out. I saw that too. And their that. husband will have to reteach them. Retrain them. Retrain, Retrain them, them, yeah, is what she said. As as if they are not worthy enough as they are. And so I, that was that was very difficult for me because we strive to find who we are in the in Christ from the beginning of our relationship with him because that's what he calls us to do to to know ourselves in him. And if we finally feel like we know ourselves and then our husband supposedly has to retrain us how to act, how to be totally submissive, never having an opinion about anything. You know, I feel like I feel like that can even hinder our relationship with Christ as well. Absolutely. I mean, I think it it really contributes to an unhealthy partnership. I agree. And if you go back to submission, boy, that's a whole topic. But again, it is a mutual submission. Right. It is oh. a husband love his wife, a wife. It really is. And I will say I love Andy Stanley's talk, and I've shared it to a lot of people that he did on Happy Couples, yeah. and that is a, such a beautiful picture of basically you all try you you try to outdo the other one. What kind of how can I serve you today? And they're the same way, waking up with that same attitude of how can I serve you today? If you do that as a couple, you won't even have to ask is right. someone being submissive because you are you have this beautiful partnership, mm-hmm. but. How do you learn to be partners with people? Sometimes being college roommates is a great way to start yeah. learning that, yeah, having to negotiate right. and figure things out. And you learn, oh, wow, I don't like it this way. I don't like having a roommate that get, stays up late. I like to go to bed early. Well, maybe when you start dating, you'll that's the kind of partner you'll realize you need a partner who even mm-hmm. sleep schedules are important. Some of that stuff, life helps you that's prepare right. for. Yeah. I think that college is so much more, and not that I'm not saying that everyone should go to college because I don't yeah. believe everyone's and some called of my to kids college. have and some haven't. Right, yeah. but I do think that if you are feeling called to college, I think that you will gain. I think college is way more than just an education. Yeah, I think that, like you said, you learn to live with people. You do. You learn to adjust to other people. You learn to see opinions of other people that you. You know, that for the first time, you kind of have to be a little bit more adult and And own your own faith. That's right. Right? Yep. You have to know your own faith and work out your faith. Like the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I think that you, if someone is always telling you what to believe, and and I'm not saying that someone needs to live in a, that, that a cloistered environment as parents, if you've done that, you're horrible parents or whatever. I just think that Kathy and I have seen so often the people that have lived in environments where they make no decisions for themselves, they have no growth, they have no ability to think for themselves. And I don't mean in a feministic, ungodly way. I'm just saying it, learn to really find themselves in what their unique purpose is mm-hmm. that God has given them. They get to middle age and they're totally discontent because they're realizing, oh my gosh, I mean, have we not, Kathy, seen so many of friends in middle age that are just freaking out? And they're confused and they almost feel like they were betrayed right by this false plan Mm -hmm. of if you do it exactly this way this is a result and here they are middle-aged and the result didn't happen like wait a minute i followed the plan that was given to me 
versus, I think, following the conviction. I think if you will learn at your age, one of the greatest things we can do to get a great guy is to know who you are. Yeah, that's Be confident in who you are Mm -hmm. and that who God made you to be and figure out what yourself, why you're here as a person, what God has for you. And then that he would bring along a partner that would help you in that and you would help him in that. And together, you can make an impact. To me, that is what we should do with young girls, not say... Excuse me. Hey, stay away from this. Stay away from that. Now, do I think? I remember my mom said it to me, and I loved it. And she said to me, one of the greatest gifts we could give our husbands is to marry them on a day, and no one else could stand up there and say, I had her first. Is That that would be a great... And that would. We would all agree. Wow, a guy would love to say, I was Uh the first. And we're not... This isn't even about purity. That's not what this is about. This is about only one way. And this is about grace. And this is about... um, this, oh gosh, it's just, it's a, it goes back to love, right? Right. It takes even the love out of it. Right. It takes it, if a guy falls in love with you, it's not going to matter what your past yeah. is like. He's only going to be looking at your future truly. Now, he might, if there are any of us, like, I've got a past. We know I've got abuse in my past. One thing I want to do for my husband is to deal with that, mm-hmm. right? And right. figure that out and know how that impacts me so that it's not impacting me in my marriage. I think that's healthy to tell right. girls, right. right? If something did happen that you want, then deal with it. That's okay. But not to say, oh, you screwed up. You're, you're done. You're, you got the scarlet letter for yeah. the rest of your you life. You might as well just move off somewhere and live by yourself and be a missionary forever because you are... It's done for you. I just, I just think Felt about hopeless. all of the godly women in the Bible that we know and we love. Mary Magdalene, Rahab, who was in the line of Jesus, you know, just how many people have made, have had a past, made mistakes mm. in their past. And, you know, the Lord still uses them. His grace is still sufficient. Even in the Old Testament, when Jesus wasn't there to take, you know, all of the Lord's wrath um, on the cross, you know, the Lord was still showing grace, you know, so clearly. And if, you know, the Lord can redeem Rahab and Mary Magdalene and so many other women, what makes... David. David, too. David, right? yeah. David and, you know, even Jonah when he totally Paul. disobeyed. And we could go right. on and on and Every, on. Yeah. What makes, what makes me any different from those godly people in the Bible that we look up to, you know? What? Yeah, and again, we're not out there saying, we're going to tell our girls, and we're not telling you, Kaylee, run out there, grab, you know, cover your body in tattoos, sleep no. with every guy, <laughs> load up the deck. Don't misunderstand our heart on this. We're just saying everyone is worthy of love and belonging. Mm-hmm. No matter your past, no matter your story, Amen. that God can do mighty things with you. And what I know is that it's those very things that make our past that he often uses for our future. So don't discount it. Don't dismiss it. Don't be ashamed of it. Be grateful in some way that the Lord knew that he would use that for Mm -hmm. good. And I think that is what we want to say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. 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 And that's in anything. I mean, it doesn't have to be tattoos, sex, or Money. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it can be, it can be, you know, bitterness. And it can be judge, right, judgmental. Christy right. and I lived in that space yeah, for a bit. I mean, yes, we, absolutely. We were the judging queens. Yeah, and you know, let's don't forget that Jesus in the in the scripture the, of the you know he talks about he puts all those in the same category. 
right. the adulterers and the blasphemers and the gossips and yes. all that. That is all in the same section in the homosexuals. And, you know, they put them all in the same section that none of those people without Christ will inherit the kingdom of God. So that pretty much discounts all of us. All of know? us. And so when we look to see that our lives are so much higher and better than somebody else, I think that what that does for us is makes us feel like we're better. And wow, what a dangerous place that is to be mm-hmm. when you believe for one minute that you cannot fall. And for one minute that you've done something to deserve. Right. Because yeah. I'll be the first to tell you, I don't deserve the incredible sweet man oh, that too. I get to call husband. And I'm so grateful. And it is only because God just decided to pour his grace all over me and give mm-hmm. me that has nothing to do. I do have tattoos. I had debt when we met and you had been married before. So we know I wasn't a virgin. So right. you know what? But yet God really did just show his yeah. grace yeah, on right. me. Well, and I, you know, my nose ring is kind of my you know, my point for myself of, hey, listen, I am different. I'm bought by the blood of Jesus, and I don't need to be that old, judgmental, yucky person. My kids always tell people that I had a midlife crisis, decided that I loved myself, and traded my jumpers for a nose ring. And my nose ring came out when I was on vacation with my husband, and I was waiting for it to close before I got it again and then debating whether I was going to do it. And my husband said to me, babe, when are you going to get that nose ring done again? And I said, what do you mean? He said, that is your power. Go do it again. And so I went the next day and did it because it is a reminder to me. And you'll see me put my finger on it because it's it's a constant reminder to me of just the amazing grace of Jesus and the way that he can redeem someone's heart to walk and work through your stuff. So we want to encourage you with this. Number one, if you're someone listening to this and you have a past, you know what? We pray that God will help you work with that, deal with that, and then use it. Also, to free you up. Mm-hmm. That your kids are going to make mistakes. And there's no amount of perfect parenting. You can give them a checklist. You can say, do it this way, this way, and this way. But you know what? Chances are, if you have more than one kid, they're not going to do it. But God, it doesn't mean you've, you failed, failed as a parent. Right, it right. doesn't mean they failed as a kid. It means that they aren't perfect, just like you aren't perfect. And you that can do is everything why. right, and they still can make mistakes. But yeah. you know, you're not defined by their mistakes. Absolutely. So we want you to give yourself grace and give yourself permission and know that you are loved as a parent even if and when your kids make mistakes, whether it's four-year-old mistakes, seven-year-old mistakes, 17-year-old mistakes, 27-year-old mistakes, Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. But grace really does cover a multitude of sins, Mm -hmm. and you are loved. And Christy and I are the first to say, we've made our share. Kaylee's sharing her story, which I so appreciate because being vulnerable at her age is pretty impressive that this young lady um, just is willing to open up and share with you. But I know she wanted to do that because she wants parents to hear what she has to say, and I love that. So anything else, Kaylee, you want to say before we wrap it up? Um, I, I don't think so. I just think it's it's so important for young young parents and, you know, especially um, young women and young men who are going into college just to, just to remember that every experience we have in, in our lives, you know, the Lord uses for good, even if we don't understand it, even if we wish things were different, you know, the Lord is constantly using my mistakes in my life to minister to others. 
I, I can't even tell you how many times I've been able to share my personal testimony and it has helped some another person who's going through the same thing, uh, having the opportunity to just be vulnerable and be, be open about hard things because we have the grace of God. It's just, I think it's so important and so powerful. And so I just want to encourage y'all. And there's a guy who's going to fall in love with every bit of that. And we can't wait to celebrate it here in the backyard by the pool. That's right. Christy, anything else? <laughs> nope, that's it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, you guys. I know this was kind of a tough subject, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You can shoot us a message on Facebook or shoot me an email, Kathy, at the Homegrown Preschooler. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good week. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.